Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Gratuitous here, and welcome to episode number 18. Uh, I'm calling this title uh, Melodies Don't Require Expert Knowledge. Okay, so further on into this episode, I'm just going to explain to you about, you know, what your mindset should be when you are creating melodies and comparing to expert composers and stuff like that. I just want to give you a little update on, you know, uh, things that have been going on in behind the scenes of my online business here and stuff like that. So, I just want to remind you guys just to be careful of any contracts which you are signing, which you are being involved in. Uh, It's just super important to actually read it through and understand all of the terminology and everything that is between the two parties or however many parties are involved. I've been involved with, with many contracts lately with my online courses and, you know, each distributor, they all have different, I guess, clauses or different rules, right? And it's just really important that you read through it, you understand what it is and what the benefits are to you. At the end of the day, you always want the contract to always benefit you more than than the other party, you know, because, you know, that's that's business. But if you can come down to, you know, an, an equal agreement where it benefits you, it benefits the other party and it's a healthy, you know, business relationship, that's awesome. But you just want to make sure that the other party doesn't have something sneaky in there uh, in a sense of taking your commissions or taking your copyright or anything like that. Okay, so again, just a reminder, make sure you read your contract, even if it's, hey, I need an extra day to read this contract, you know, give me a little bit of time, even if that is having to take it to someone professional. Okay, so really important stuff. Okay, the second thing I have been doing is I've been in the market for a new laptop. So I actually have a laptop, but it's about seven years old. It's able to handle FL Studio decent. It has an i7 processor. So for those of you who do not know, uh, Intel and AMD, they're like the two different brands. We talked about that in the building a custom computer. So Intel, they have like an i3, an i5, and an i7. They also now have like an i9. The lower the number, kind of like the lower quality of the processor in a sense of like you're not able to handle as much. And then on the AMD side, they also have like the Ryzen. And it's I believe it's like a similar model too. So anyways, uh, my old laptop which I have which is about seven years old it has an i7 so I am able to handle FL Studio pretty good but with some of my projects uh, you know I'm able to run it but if I start opening up certain plugins uh, that's where sometimes my computer like that laptop is not able to handle it because you know if I create a project on, on this computer which I'm talking to you on right now this is like my computer beast where I'm able to throw pretty much whatever at it and it can always handle it and then I bring it to like the laptop for example um, you know, it can't handle that. Now, the reason why I am using my laptop is because I may start teaching some local lessons here where I live. Uh, and I'm going to be having to do a presentation for uh, the owner of this, you know, music place. Okay, so I have to sit down, do a little presentation, and we're going to see how it goes. But I, you know, I pretty much kind of wiped off the dust off that old laptop, loaded it up, and I was like, oh, this computer isn't able to handle these projects. So I was in the market to purchase a new laptop. And I thought that, you know, nowadays computers are becoming more powerful. For example, like seven years in the computer world, seven years is a lot of years. Like, you know, that's that's fast because computers update very fast. So I thought I could maybe get away with like an i5. So, you know, um, 
the one I saw, it was an i7, but I had to order it in. And if I would have ordered it in, it wouldn't have been here in time for this presentation. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I can get away with like an i5. So I purchased the i5, loaded up some projects, and it wasn't able to handle these projects, you know? And I was just like, oh no. So um, here's my advice to you if you are in the market for a laptop for music production. You want to be going to these websites where they do tests, okay? So, you know, in other words, they test these CPUs and they tell you the, the performance. And many times you can be getting an awesome laptop with, you know, at a pretty affordable rate, but sometimes like you don't need that expensive graphics card or like, you know, all that types of stuff, right? So it's important that you look at the CPU. Um, for example, um, I was actually going to purchase this Ryzen 7 and, you know, it seemed really, really good. And then I was like, well, maybe I should actually check out these websites which do comparisons. And then, you know, there was this other laptop for like maybe like $200 less that came with a way better CPU. And it was just like, okay, well, this seems more of like what I want for music production. But yeah, so you want to test on these actual websites, they'll tell you like the CPU, the performance, and again, the single thread performance is what FL Studio, what ImageLine tells us is the most important. Um, and you can be getting, you know, at the moment, a pretty good deal for like a thousand bucks and you'd be getting a really good CPU, but it's something to be aware of if you're someone on the road all the time, you know, it is important that you get a good laptop that can handle all these things. And, you know, an SSD is all obviously really important now too. A lot of times you can be getting a good laptop and they'll all of a sudden you'll read it's like, oh but it's a it's an old hard drive you know it's like the disc platter one you're like oh well no so you know it's important that you have a good processor a decent amount of ram as well as a solid state hard drive and you could be amazed one other thing with these laptops is you want to be careful of the fan noise too uh you'll actually read that some of these laptops they come with like dual fans or you know sometimes they even have like a silent mode these are things that you know, just from my own discoveries that it's important to look into that stuff. Okay, so into this episode's topic. So it's not going to be super in-depth. This is going to be a kind of a quicker episode, but I want to talk to you about melodies, okay? So it doesn't matter how good of a musician you are, our music production, how it works, is it's melodies in a sense of catchy melodies, which you can play on repeat over and over and over. And many times these melodies are no more than even three notes. And as sad as that is to say, it's the truth. It doesn't matter if you are the best pianist, you know, piano player in the world or best musician that you understand, uh, you know, all these different notes and how they can all go together, or whatever. Many times the most popular music are like these three note melodies. And that's, you know, like I'm saying, it's kind of sad. But at the same time, if you're just starting up, it might give you some motivation that, you know what? You can create these awesome melodies, okay? You just have to learn how to create a catchy melody. You don't have to know so much how to play this piano like an expert, okay? So music theory is really important to know, okay? It's important because if you ever, you know, go to a studio and you're collaborating with different artists or different um, musicians, it's really easy to kind of talk and have that conversation back and forth. It's like, oh, do you know what? No, I think you should maybe play uh, a C major chord here or whatever, just, just for example, right? So in addition to that, it also lets you know what notes that you are allowed to play in what scale and what key and stuff like that. Okay. You know, this is a little bit hard to explain. Now, just a little plug to one of my courses is it is called Learn Piano for Beatmakers and Producers. It has been my best selling course out of all of my courses. I teach you music theory and piano from like a beat maker's perspective. Because again, like I'm telling you, it's like as a beat maker, we don't need to know the piano as like an expert. 
Because if you listen to your favorite tracks, I want you to listen to like the melodies. Many times it's like what? They're just playing like, you know, four chords in like the background. It's like one chord, another chord. And it's just like, okay, so they have some chords in the background. Then they have like, you know, some like kind of like quick notes that like they're playing. And it's like, okay, well, that's it. And they add effects on like a reverb delay and they might process it in such a way where it sounds bigger than what it really is. And it's honestly really impressive at how powerful it can sound. But if you look at it for what it really is, it doesn't require that much knowledge. And again, it's kind of sad because these, you know, classical players who, you know, spend their lives learning these instruments in depth, practicing for hours a day. And you as the beat maker, you can sit down at one of these MIDI keyboards, hit a couple notes, and you have like a banging beat. Like, honestly, right? Like, it's pretty amazing. So again, just take that as motivation that even though it doesn't re doesn't require as much knowledge like it used to back in the day, it still does require skill to create a catchy melody, okay? Because anyone can create a little melody, like, that's fine. But a skilled beat maker is someone who knows how to create something that catches people's ears. And this is something where it can really only come with practice and honestly, listening to a wide variety of music, listen to music, like, like I'm saying from, from tons of different genres, like listen to like the radio, listen to all these different genres, all the hits that have been like, you know, like they're still being played today from like 40 years ago. And it's like, well, why are they still being played? It's because they're, you know, they're, they are people's favorites, the melodies, the words that people are saying, uh, you know, these are the hits and if you study that, you kind of start to get a feel for what's catchy and what's, you know, what feels good. Um, you know, for myself, I'm really big on not copying the trends. Now you can listen and compare and study and still not copy. Okay. Whereas typically the industry at the moment, when it comes to like this trap music, there is a lot of copying going on. You know, for example, I, I just remember like when SoundClick was super popular for selling and buying beats, that was like, you went to one producer's beat store, you listen to their beats, you're like, oh, okay, well, trap music has that hard 808. And that's, you know, the 808's like the main, make pretty much like melody of the track. Then like you go to like the next producer's page and it was the same stuff. You know what I mean? So it was just like, there's no originality. But you can take that type of music, you know, just in general, like, you know, from all these different genres and study what sounds catchy to you. OK, then when you go to make your music, it's just going to train your ear. Like, I'm not saying to copy these people, and copy their style or copy all that stuff. I'm just saying it more from an education standpoint. Really try to learn what's catchy, because really, I don't think there's anything to teach you this. Like, you know, I don't think you can take a course. I don't think you can really, uh, you know. It's something that you have to listen for and kind of watch people and see how like they interact to this music. Like for myself, I work on many different job sites because I'm an, I'm an electrician. So like these are people who are not musically inclined at all. And many times I'll even ask them, I'll be like, so like, where do you listen to your music from? Like I'll ask them, it's like, you know, do you like, do you like using Spotify? The thing is these people, they're, they're all over the map. Like some people, they'll, they'll say, oh, I use YouTube music. And they're like, oh, I used to use Google Play or some people are like, yeah, I use Spotify. And then someone, you know, another guy was like, oh, I use SoundCloud. And it's just like, you know, so it's kind of cool because I'm able to ask these actual real consumers of music 
uh, you know, how they listen to the music, like, you know, what artists they like and, you know, just stuff like that. Like I'm able to actually talk to like the real end user uh, in like a non-biased way. And I'm not asking them in a sense of like to sell them or anything. Just I'm generally interested because like I'm a music producer and I don't tell them I'm a, I'm a music producer. Like, you know, like I work at a job, they don't even know I produce music. And I, I kind of keep it in the background because this is something that, you know, I just like to do. Um, it's not something I want to be like known for in a sense of like, oh, this guy's so cool or whatever. Like he, he makes beats. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I just want to be treated as like a normal person. And I gain this knowledge just by having a genuine conversation. So that was kind of a little rant off topic, but like I'm trying to say, melodies, uh, it's something that you have to learn over time. It really comes from like ingenuity, I would think is a really good word there. Um, Again, listen to all these different genres, really listen to what's catchy. And when you go to create your music, you can incorporate that. Again, being a beat maker and a producer, we're not playing these huge composition pieces. Like you can, but for the most part, a lot of the music that's on the radio, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking more like this electronic, you know, so like hip hop and that kind of music. Many times it's like a really catchy bass line, really hard hitting drums, a nice snare, a catchy hi-hat, which kind of flows with like that drum loop. And then some melody, which many times has like a delay or something like that. And they only hit like the one note and that delay kind of carries on. And using these types of techniques adds fullness to that beat. And then, you know, many times they'll just add some vocals in there and, you know, you just got you just have to make sure that the vocals are catchy with that beat and you got yourself like a really good song so that's pretty much all i have to say in this episode i uh, got some things going on in the back end I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on uh my uh lessons that i will be trying to do here like like real in-person lessons like where i live i'll give you guys an update maybe even it can eventually turn into something where i can kind of travel around and kind of host events and stuff like that that would be pretty cool if that if it ever turns into that i'll obviously fill you guys in give you guys a link to if you want to book or something like that i think that would be really really cool so hopefully you guys have been enjoying uh, these podcasts you've been learning a lot always feel free to reach out Otherwise, like I'm saying, I'll always just be um, creating just topics which I want to talk about and think you guys can learn a lot from. So again, don't forget, you guys can support this podcast for $5 a month. Just come to itsgratuitous.com forward slash podcast. You'll see a button there to support. You guys can cancel any time. You guys don't have to, but it, it would be much appreciated. So you guys can always contact me at hi, so it's hi at itsgratuitous.com with any questions. Um, and I hope you guys have a good week. Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous and I'll see you in the next episode.